People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. wrestling fans we're here with another edition of the 20 by 20 ring crew i am joe i'm here with matt what's up we're back for another episode how you doing i'm good as always how are you uh i'm fucking excellent (laughs) this week we're just coming off of our anniversary episode of the abolishment of the Intercontinental Championship. What a fucking bonehead move that yeah, was. Still He's still okay. I'm just saying. That's why I won't say it. <laughs> I refuse. Yeah, that was, a, that was an interesting conversation. I mean, not that there was a lot of thought behind it, obviously, but just to hear the thought processes uh, behind what, you know, what exactly is, what was going on. Yeah, to be a fly on the wall yeah, in, in, in that just, conversation. I don't just want to turn into a bee and just sting everybody, or, or a wasp, <laughs> I should say. And just be like, no, 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 that's, that's a terrible idea. Uh, it's it's one of those things, terrible uh, terrible ideas happen all the time. Well, I don't say all the time, but they do happen in professional wrestling. It just so happened that this one was about a title. Well, you know what, though? We hear from multiple sources, or at least I have heard from multiple sources through interviews and whatnot, where you, you look at something like the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah. That title belt was such an issue for Vince McMahon. He did not want Bret Hart to go and pull a Medusa and bring the belt to an opposing company and parade it around on their television and treat it like shit. Yeah. And that was a big reason why the Montreal screw job happened. But you, you get something like that. You think of all the prestige and all of the weight that, that title carries. And here you have the intercontinental championship, 23 years old. Yeah. And it's just like, Hey, we need ratings. Let's do this. <laughs> and he's okay with it. Yeah. That's, that's the way that they decided to, to get ratings to shock people. I, I, I mean, obviously someone's not taking it to a, a different company right. or things like that, but you're still putting it out of action. Well, you know, the, the thing is, I don't think it really helps with the ratings. I, I'm not the, their business person i don't know for sure but i don't think it was really that as beneficial obviously it wasn't as beneficial as they wanted to because they brought it back almost less than a year later so it's just yeah stupid but stupid indeed <laughs> yeah but that's that's for episode 13 if you haven't listened to it please check it out and thank you again for supporting the show yes thank you guys let's move on to something that isn't stupid oh yes the... this, there, there is no stupidity involved here <laughs> ladies and gentlemen The 2018 Best of the Super Juniors Tournament, courtesy of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Believe it or not, this is the 25th tournament. They didn't take this away. No, they didn't take it away. (laughs) (laughs) They kept it for ratings, actually. Congratulations on 25 years of the Best of the Super Juniors. Um, As we're recording this, uh, day one is is over with. Yes, day one is for for this year. The tournament runs through June fourth, twenty eighteen. I kind of feel like a broken record here, but guys, for the and I know there's a few of you that have talked to me personally. If you haven't already signed up for a New Japan Pro Wrestling World subscription, it's only eight or nine bucks a month, U.S. dollars. It is well worth it. Their archive of past events, plus all the stuff they're they're constantly adding. They're making it more uh, English-friendly, Western-friendly. There's plenty on there for you guys to watch. Plenty. I, I can assure you. I don't know what else to say that that already hasn't persuaded you to join, but 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW. You can go there, find all the information you need on getting yourself a subscription. So uh, th- this tournament is through the 4th of June this year. The participants were first revealed on May 7th. Besides New Japan contracted wrestlers, you do have Dragon Lee representing CML. And then you also have uh, three Ring of Honor guys in Chris Saban, Flip Gordon, and Marty Skrull representing ROH. As well as freelance wrestler ACH. Yes, let's not forget about ACH. Can't forget about him. Freelancing it, doing it indie style. He's he's awesome. Oh, um, 
I got to, we got to see him live a few times. A few times already, yeah. Yeah, I've actually I don't know I don't I wasn't with you, but I was at a Ring of Honor show. I actually met him. Really cool guy. Yeah. B- I bumped into him quite literally, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really cool, really cool down earth guy. And man, he he can go. He can straight up go. Bump into him like, oh, excuse me, or bump into him like uh, our buddy Stevie bumping into Todd Bridges at a convention in the bathroom. It was it was a uh, quite literally bump bump into uh, not not like a physical bump into. It was a uh, first. I at first I was like. We're about to throw down, kind of thing. I turn around, and it's like, oh, this guy's already ready to go. So, like, I should... <laughs> and then it's like, oh, it's ACH. Like, no, he was really cool about it. Uh, not to get off topic, but uh, really quick. Years ago, a, a friend of the show and a, and, and a friend in, in uh, real life here, uh, yeah, our buddy Stevie, he <laughs> he was with me. We were at a comic book convention. I believe it was uh, Wizard World in Chicago. I don't remember what year it was, but uh, Todd Bridges was there, and I don't remember Todd Bridges being advertised. Like he wasn't one I was looking for. Yeah. In the program guide or whatever, and I was I was waiting for Stevie to get back from the bathroom, and when he comes back. He's got this look on his face, like this look of disdain. And I'm like, what is your bag? Is everything okay? And he goes, no, Todd Bridges is starting shit with me. And I was like, the Todd Bridges? Willis, you are really smooth. You don't even make ripples. Thanks. And yeah, so apparently they were in the bathroom. And I guess Todd, he didn't see Todd Bridges or Todd Bridges didn't see him. But immediately they, after they bumped into one another, Todd Bridges was ready to throw down. <laughs> and Stevie's <laughs> like, it's not all that serious. Bridges has the briefcase now. Marcus Nash. What? What just happened? Todd Bridges! Todd Bridges! Mr. Not so perfect! So... Yeah, that was that was our first and only meeting with Todd Bridges. <laughs> but they're anyway, not, they're, any, yeah, they're not all good stories. Yeah, as far anyway, as <laughs> but uh, the best of the Super Juniors. If you're not familiar with the tournament, it's a 16-person round robin tournament. There are two blocks: Block A, Block B. Eight individuals in each block. How it goes is each participant will compete in a match against every single person within that block. And it's a point system. Is it just two for a win and zero for, is it, or is it like a one point for a draw? Yeah, I, I think, think. It, I think it's two points for a win, one point for a draw, and then no points for a loss. Uh, the person with the most points at the end of the round robin will be the winner of that block, and then the final round is a match between block A and block B. And the winner of this tournament will, and we'll talk more about this later on, will get a shot at the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship at Dominion, currently held by Will Osprey, who, ironically enough, is also in this tournament. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what's going to happen if he wins, but I'm assuming he's still going to defend that title at Dominion. This is this is kind of like a, and I don't want to sound negative towards the, the junior heavyweights because I love junior heavyweights, but this is kind of like the appetizer to what's going to come this summer. Uh, also in New Japan Pro Wrestling, this is very much the same thing as the, the G1 Climax that happens uh, in during the summer, July and, and August. Uh, that, that same type of tournament style round round robin uh but this is for exclusively for the junior heavyweights block a is as follows it's again we talked about ach you have lij member bushi flip gordon uh book flip please (laughs) for all in if you don't know what we're talking about the newest member of the bullet club taiji ishimori who's recently coming off of a pro wrestling noah run and as well as Impact Wrestling. Tiger Mask 4 is also in this uh, in Block A. Again, we mentioned Will Ospreay. He's the current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Yo from Rapongi 3K. And Yoshinobu Kanamaru, who is one half of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, a member of Suzuki Goon. That wraps up Block A. You got a favorite? Ooh. You know what? I, I do. Yeah, I do. 
Okay. I do. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Bushi. Yeah. Yeah. That's a dark horse, I think. Yeah, it is. But as as much as as much as I'm thinking about uh, Ishimori being the newest member of the Bullet Club and him getting some sort of a push with this tournament, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think uh, I don't think he wins this. I don't think he gets his title shot from this tournament. Okay. So I think he I think he will get a title shot, just not from being in this tournament. It'll happen after. I think I, I agree because with uh, Ishimori, I think he's kind of the standout, the pre-tournament favorite. When he was introduced last month, as or was it earlier in May, as the newest member of the Bullet Club, he was the new Bone Soldier. Uh, it was very clear. I, I think they even they might even announce it that night that he was going after Will Osprey for the for the title. Yes. So. It's gonna happen. It doesn't. It doesn't need to be at for this tournament. I love Bushi because I love Lij. I think he's ready to. He's ready for a title run or at least be in the title picture. So I definitely like that pick. Honestly, out of the, out of everybody here, those are those are even my two picks. I, I I gotta agree with you on Bushi on that one. He's definitely a dark horse if you compare to a lot of the other uh, a lot of the other guys in this uh, in this block. But Bushi is he's ready to be pushed to the next level. I think. Um, going into block B, you have Chris Saban, who is one half of the Motor City Machine Guns. You have CMLL wrestler Dragon Lee. Al Desperado, who is the other half of the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Another LIJ member in Hiromu Takahashi, who will be uh, accompanied by Darrow, I'm assuming. <laughs> you have the reigning Best of the Super Juniors winner and champion in Kushida. Bullet Club member Marty Skuro, the villain. You have the coach, Raisuke Taguchi. And then the other half of Rapongi 3K in show. You got a favorite coming out of that? Block. Man, there's a, there's a lot to choose from. There's a lot to choose from. <laughs> Again, I, I don't think it. I don't think it's going to be Marty Skrull. I really don't see it being Chris Saban. Although he's not. I mean, he's definitely capable. That's for damn sure. You know what? I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee. Yep. I think it'd be good for the company to to not only ha- invite them to do these tournaments, but to to have them in the finals as well, to give really give them that push. You know what? I don't. I don't see. And this is maybe this is the American Booker in me. I don't see any of the tag team champions making it to the finals. Show and Yo. I. I don't see either one of them in the in the finals. At least not not this year. I'm not saying they're not capable. Marty Skrull, I think, would be a top favorite just because him and Will Osprey have such a storied rivalry throughout professional wrestling. For them to do it again, because going off of their 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 epic bout in April, a lot of people are already calling that match match of the year to them to do it again at dominion would be huge i love romu takahashi he's another guy that's he's held the title before i think he's ready to do it again if i had a pick i i, I still say even though it's it's the easy pick i'm still gonna go with kushida I w- i'll go with bushi versus kushida in, in the final round interesting but i i you know what like ever since you said it i'm just i'm leaning towards bushi to win this whole thing you know what? I don't. Uh, I don't think Will Osprey is going to win, especially if he's going to be defending the title anyway. Yeah, uh, that just kind of makes too much sense. Obviously, stranger things have happened in professional wrestling, but sure. I'm I'm just using common sense here. And uh, on that note, we're gonna pause for the cause and take a quick break. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Fight TV. Go ahead and download the app and support the show. Every time you download the app from us. We're going to give you $10 of credit to make your first purchase on the Fight TV app. Get access to all kinds of independent wrestling, Ring of Honor, Evolve, and many, many other feds. Only pay for the shows that you want to see. So go ahead and download the Fight TV app from us over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight, F-I-T-E. There is your best of the Super Junior Tournament 2018. Again, the winner gets a shot at the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship at Dominion in June. Again, we'll have that rundown for you just a little bit here. We'd like to hear what you think about the best of the Super Juniors. Let us know on 20 by 20 Russell Talk. It's a free Facebook group. All you got to do is join, and you can talk to wrestling fans just like us. 
about everything wrestling. And again, please take advantage of that New Japan World subscription if you haven't done so. It's a perfect time to do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's always a perfect time to do it, but <laughs> definitely more perfect now, if that makes any sense. Uh, we're going to stay to uh, with our neighbors in the land of the rising sun. Something that was posted in that very same Facebook group earlier today before we started doing this recording regarding the match between Tetsuya Naito and Chris Jericho. Tetsuya Naito, uh, for those who don't know, is the current IWGP Intercontinental Champion. He won that last month by defeating Minoru Suzuki in, in a really good match. Another reason to go get your subscriptions now. Shortly after that, Chris Jericho would come out and attack Tetsuya Naito. And this doesn't really surprise you and I, because it was mat- it was pretty much a matter of, of when this would happen. So long as Chris Jericho was going to continue to do business with New Japan Pro Wrestling, I guess that was the only question mark, was if he was going to continue with uh, New Japan. And he comes out, and he attacks Naito. And almost immediately, um, maybe a day or two later, the match is made. Chris Jericho versus... Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Again, it's no surprise because on January 5th, which is the day after Wrestle Kingdom, there was a an event that's done every year now called New Year's Dash. Uh, it's a bunch of tag matches pretty much and kind of a little bit of a hangover type events the night after Wrestle Kingdom, which is uh, Wrestle Kingdom's held at the Tokyo Dome, New Year's Dash held at Karukian Hall. It's just a kind of like a nice little unwinding, if you will. And it also sets up some rivalries. In Naito's match, uh, I'm pretty sure he had a match. I forget. I think it was uh, LIJ versus Chaos that night. Uh, LIJ ended up winning the match. And out comes Chris Jericho to attack Naito. And what was a really good segment. Really good heated segment. Naito, of course, doing uh, a lot of nonchalant um, mannerisms, which he's known for. From there, you and I... We're just like it's it's gonna happen. This is gonna happen. You know, it was this was a thing that was brought up due to some comments that Naito made regarding the Jericho Omega match at Wrestle Kingdom, pretty much saying that that match wasn't nowhere near as good as Okada Naito, and it shouldn't be considered a main event match. <laughs> and you know, some some shots were made, and uh, there you have it. So it takes us about six months, five five months actually to. To get Jericho out and ready to do this. Now Naito is the Intercontinental Championship. And Naito is going to defend that Intercontinental Championship. But, and I know you got it up right now. You care to enlighten the the listeners to what Naito said. Because it's a really interesting comment here. So Naito is quoted as saying, Jericho came to me right after his loss to Kenny Omega at the Dome. It's obvious that he wants me, not the title. So what's the point of putting the title on the line? I personally wouldn't mind if it was a non-title match. I want New Japan to remember that word. Yes, Trank. Oh, there are a lot of people around. I should be careful because my fans will notice that I'm here. My value surpasses the title, and Jericho's world famous, right? Then, who cares about the title? He's never said that he wants the title in the first place. I don't understand why New Japan made this a title match. I felt the same way when I fought against Suzuki. They need to be tranquilo. Very interesting words from Tetsuya Naito. Prior to that being posted, I don't... I was telling you this earlier. I I just didn't think of it that way. You hear title match and you're just like, oh, you just, you're very accepting of it. Yeah. It's already booked. Yeah. You know, it is, it is what it is. But he brings a different point of view. And I wish I could say, you know, this is him not wanting to defend the title because he doesn't want to lose it or something along those lines. But... Let's face it, if you've been paying attention, Naito really could give two shits about that title. (laughs) (laughs) And and now it's gone beyond just him throwing it around like a ragdoll and mistreating it. It's it's become him verbally showing that he he doesn't care. He he it, when it comes to titles, singles titles anyway, he wants the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. So, that's the only title that title that matters in the eyes of Tetsuya Naito. So, uh, really interesting. I I just I, I never thought about that, and he's right. He's absolutely right. Yeah, they made it a title match. Yeah. 
but if he's only after Naito, what what is it? Why does the title even matter? I I I don't know how you feel. I see Naito retaining. I wish I could say it's going to be via a decisive pin, or, you know, something like that. But I think I think they'll put on a hell of a match. But I think Jericho comes out of this one losing by DQ. Yeah. Okay. I mean, my my initial thought when they booked this match, obviously, I, I completely was on board for it. I I've been wanting this match really since it got brought upon us back in in January of of 2018. I look at it as kind of a weird w- weird situation because I, it's almost as if they didn't know that Jericho was going to do you know do business with them I'm not sure I don't I don't know how the negotiations were going but I, I do remember reading countless articles saying that Jericho was not going to well he said come it back. himself he said it himself okay. he said it himself too that he, he was like I'm pretty much done I'm done not, with Japan yeah okay and he, he said that I'm sorry not to cut you off no 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 go ahead he, he said that before the greatest royal rumble and then he said it after okay so we everybody just assumed that he was done, he was done. Or, yeah. or he was just playing possum and well it clearly looks like it was a work now yeah but i mean that's that's in hindsight but i don't need naito to be champion i i really don't and i think i'm not the we've, we've talked about it here before you and i that championships for a lot of a lot of bookers they're they're pawns to basically to a game of chess that is writing a wrestling script and i hate that i i don't look at titles as, as pawns i i just i just don't and maybe that's the it's still real to me damn it wrestling fan in me that exists <laughs> that refuses to to look at it that way i i don't know i get it i get it that that's the mentality and i play along for that reason but if we're doing that it kind of cheapens the rivalry here the match here it's going to be a good match. I'm not, I have no doubt about that. But if you have two guys that just have bad blood, whether it be something that somebody said or did or what have you, that's more than enough. Or in the same thing with the Jericho versus Kenny Omega match from, from Wrestle Kingdom. If you put those guys in that match and Kenny Omega is not the United States champion at Wrestle Kingdom, you still have Alpha versus Omega. That's still the match that I make. You know, you look at that build up to that card, to that match, Match, that particular match, it's you really you rarely see the US title be mentioned. It's Jericho, it's it's Omega, it's personal now with all the attacks. Same thing goes here. You don't it's not necessary. It's always intriguing that Naito has that uh Intercontinental title because of how he treats it. I've never seen anybody treat a title like that before. <laughs> it's it's very unique. It is very unique. Please do yourself a favor and check out Naito breaking that belt. One of the most, I would say, controversial moments in New Japan history. You know, when he broke the Intercontinental title. I mean, that would be bad no matter where you're at. But you're talking about a traditional fan base in Japan, I mean, that's a huge no-no. That really worked out for him. It, yeah, it became very disrespectful right away. And yeah, I mean he he broke a belt, broke he broke that thing, and I don't know it's it's not going to hurt this match for me. I'm still on board for this match, but I this is another issue that I have with it. And again, maybe it's the American Booker in me that looks at it like it's too obvious. If Naito's a champion, Jericho is he's not even a part timer. He's a special attraction. That's what he is. And for this, as far as New Japan goes, he's not going to win the Intercontinental title. I would be shocked if he did. I if, if I were to game on this, I would say there's no chance that he's going to win the title. Therefore, he has no chance of winning this match cleanly. I like the fact that without a title, it can go either way. Again, maybe that's the American booker in me looking at it that way, where if we don't have that title in the way, well, now Jericho can win cleanly. Naito obviously can still win cleanly. Either way, I would still say Jericho does a job for Naito because that's where he's at in his career right now. He's all about giving back and not doesn't need a win. And this would be huge for Naito but to me it just it looks better on paper if you have that on you know you have that even playing field there's no title there's not that what should be an obvious outcome that Naito is going to win this match or lose but via disqualification or count out it's a it's a really it's a really weird concept I, I agree wholeheartedly with Naito I absolutely do and and after after hearing that comment yeah uh he's right it, it just makes sense why why even bother with the title 
but uh, <laughs> I I really I really do agree with you. I you know obviously Jericho's he isn't a part timer. He's a some timer. Yeah, <laughs> whenever. And yeah. and yeah, he he is in that point in his career where he's just all about giving back. So it's it sounds really predictable, and you know I I think we hate to take the piss out of it, but it seems like this is going to be a win for Naito unless unless they you know come out of left field with something and and Jericho actually wins the title, which that would be that would be a interesting to see where they go from there yeah um but <laughs> yeah I, I'm, my money's still on naito the only thing and this is me fancy booking a little bit the only thing that i can see them doing when jericho win the title is that he wins the title against uh naito at dominion and then he takes that title back to the states and is one of the the head not that they really need it because it's already a sold out show but had attractions, if you will, for the the San Francisco show. This is the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I'm, but it's already a sold out show. It's already so a sold out show. I guess that doesn't really matter. It it it's interesting because it, it's kind of a, it's along those lines. There's that same dynamic with the All In show yeah. and CM Punk. The show was already sold out. If he does get announced, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining. Right. But at the same time, at this point, why would they need to sign him? Why would he need to do the show if he's going to do the show show's already sold out show's already sold out yeah i mean it's still gonna be a good payday for him that's for sure yeah so uh we got forgot to mention uh, as always we got wrestling on uh a wife's hogging the fire stick so i couldn't watch japan so uh boo her <laughs> hashtag heel <laughs> Um, but we are watching, this is my first time watching this in its entirety, ECW Hardcore Heaven 1995. If I'm not mistaken, this was a internet pay-per-view? I believe so. Is that right? How'd that work back then? I mean, I don't want to sound like a young guy to old guy here, but... You know what? I don't know because <laughs> this this was not this was not the first ECW pay-per-view that I watched. The, this I still had very limited knowledge of what was going on in ECW at the time. Um, my first ECW wrestling pay-per-view was Hardcore Heaven '97, two okay. years later. Yeah. So, and that was that was available on regular pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Both Hardcore Heaven '95 and '97 are available on the WWE Network. If you need to get yourself a subscription, we're your guys. Uh, visit us at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. That is all one word. Get yourself a subscription. It's completely risk-free. You get 30 days absolutely free. So check yourself, check out some uh, ECW for yourself. Uh, I got to watch more ECW, actually, because they got they have a lot of a library. They got, I think they got almost... Every episode of the weekly TV show, yeah, dating, just the, just about, if not all, of them. yeah, dating back to to ninety three. So definitely some uh, some good stuff there. I I don't I know there's a lot of like uh, the special like exclusive to the Philadelphia that area crowd shows that are not on the WWE Network. I would like to see those added at some point, but there's a few floating around YouTube. I couldn't tell you right offhand who who has them up up and running right now, but yeah, you can you can pretty much go to Wikipedia and and, and pick off names and yeah, and search on YouTube and you usually find a good handful. You know, ECW is one of those one of those companies that if it started, uh, let's say, ten years ago when independent wrestling started to get pick you know pick up again, I really think it'd be around today. Really do. So do I. For all intent and purposes, I mean, it's we do have that same dynamic now with CZW. You do, yeah. I think. I think at this point, CZW is obviously managed uh, a, a lot better than ECW was. Oh, you got unsafe Sammy Callahan running it. So. <laughs> he may be unsafe, but uh, let's face it, he's he's got the promotion. He's kept it up and running. He's, they've got to be doing something right. I think, too, a lot of it is you don't have to be super uh, small anymore. I mean, you can, you and I were speaking of which we, uh, as of this taping, we're 24 hours away from being at evolve one Oh four, which I'm super excited about. Yes. That'll and be our first evolve show. First of all show front row. And man, it's, 
such a great product. Unfortunately, the, the crowds are, are still smaller than they would like. Uh, obviously, they're smaller venues, but they're also not always selling out the way that I would hope they do. As I'm, obviously, they would hope they do. But it's still picking up traction, and it's based out of the New York area, the East Coast, Northeast area. Yet, here they are doing a show uh, in the south side Chicago suburbs. And this is all based off of the internet. The, the internet is, is what's changed professional wrestling. It changed a lot of things, but it's helped professional wrestling tremendously get to where you can take a, a small company out of New York and you can go anywhere you want in the United States now. And you could be recognized. You know, I could watch. Every, I've been watching Evolve since Evolve 85. Uh, I've seen other Evolve before then, but I've been watching it live as it happens since 85 and you know i'm not i don't live, i live nowhere near new york and i get to watch something from that product you know growing up i you know i talked about it a, a little bit on episode one with trading tapes that's how you got to know ecw and i was too young to trade tapes i was i was a, you know at this point 95 i'm in kindergarten at this point <laughs> so damn it that's not a good excuse yeah not a good enough <laughs> excuse I should have been hustling my tapes that I, that I didn't have. Trading your matchbox card or something. I don't know. But um, that was that was how you knew about ECW. It, it was, you know, them getting on pay-per-view was the biggest thing that ever happened. You know, then they got the, the network deal that was a complete travesty. Where would they be if they had an ECW streaming service? I mean, they didn't, wouldn't have to worry about Rollerball, whatever the hell that stupid yeah, was, roller skating thing. Yeah, yeah, it was Rollerball. Rollerball, yeah. You know, if they didn't have to deal with that or whatever TNN was pushing at the time. Or using them as a guinea pig to for the WWE or WWF at the time to see if wrestling could work on their network. They didn't have to deal with any of They wouldn't have to deal with any of that. All they would have to deal with is promoting the hell out of their product, which for two guys that are doing a podcast, we know what it takes to promote. Uh, we're still learning how to promote this thing, but you have the tools with the click of a finger. We can reach out and we know that we have listeners throughout the world. Um, and even though it's smaller fan base right now we have that opportunity to grow even more and it's so easy to do that as long as you're willing to put in the work and i wonder where ecw would be because even though paul Heyman wasn't necessarily the best booker or the best businessman i should say i think he's he's a hell of, of a promoter just think of where it would be Very true. with the internet I think I think uh, them having a streaming service would probably be a lot more manageable for Heyman at, if that were the case. Yeah, and yeah, they actually might still be around today. Absolutely, if if he didn't get in his own way. <laughs> this is uh, I'm re- trying to reach out to the to the owner of uh, a little California based independent wrestling promotion. I know you you know where I'm going with this. Uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, I'm calling you out. Get a fucking streaming service please i am tired of hunting down your product <laughs> i am tired of it i'm not helping the the call my cause by buying your stupid dvds every single time to release but god damn it your, your product's that good i just wish it was easier please get easier for me please travel a little bit maybe i, I well, they're switching venues for sure. Yeah, that's that's a start. Such a, I mean, Battle of Los Angeles is such a great tournament, and and I have to wait like months after it's over just to finally see it. <laughs> I would watch your shit live, live. But I digress. I still love you, PWG. <laughs> I wish I had something to promote for you guys other than your website, but that's all I got. But speaking of promotion, we're gonna take a quick break and pay some bills. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Ebates. Do you do online shopping at all? Excellent. If you do, you can help support the show and save some money while you purchase stuff online. Have access to over 10,000 different shops online, including major brands such as Nike, GameStop, Uber, Burger King, and just about any other online store that you can think of, including Amazon. Each purchase you make helps support the show and saves you money. Accrue enough cash back and then cash out and receive your big fat paycheck in the mail from Ebates. Take the time, support the heels, support the baby faces, support your 20 by 20 ring crew, and be like the boys. Save some money. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Ebates. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Uh, as always, uh, thank you for supporting the show. 
uh, we were talking about the situation between Tetsuya Naito and Chris Jericho in the upcoming New Japan Dominion show where there is somewhat of an importance for the Intercontinental Championship depending on who you ask uh, but uh, it, this brings up uh, another another championship situation uh, this one in the WWE concerning their women's title the Raw women's title with Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey it's it's a little um I'm, I'm a little torn with this one and this is why I want to bring it up you have you you have a women's title you uh Alexa Bliss again lost it to Nia Jax so Nia Jax now holds the championship and with um only a handful of matches under her belt Ronda Rousey now gets a title shot by handful you mean one yeah one 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 match under well her belt. for her that's a handful yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I'm throwing shade at Rousey I I know a lot of people who who are who aren't even necessarily fans of Nia Jax who have a fucking problem with this match myself included you how do you I mean uh, <laughs> you've got it's got to be all uh celebrity at this point you you have one match in in the organization and all of a sudden you now have a title shot for your women's championship and my problem here is you're you're supposedly doing you want to do all these things to progress your women's division and have this revolution of sorts I get that, but doing this kind of takes takes all the piss and vinegar out of that title because now there's no there's really no rhyme or reason, no real good rhyme or reason for this for this to even happen, other than that it it's just them banking on her celebrity, and that's how she's getting her title shot. This this is where, <sighs> and we we don't edit out this deep sigh by the way. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> This is this is where the frustration comes. You know, somebody had, who who listens to the show, thank you again, uh, asked me if there's so many bad things about WWE, then why do you watch? Uh, and I'm starting to run out of reasons why at this point, but I'm not going to go into a whole spiel about why I do. I do because I do. I, because well, you know, you're, you're a wrestling fan. Amongst the shitstorm, something good's going to happen from this company at some point. <laughs> and this isn't it now you know I, what you know what it's like yeah i i can tell you and you're gonna agree when i say this okay okay you ready it's... watching the wwe at this point is like sifting through a kiddie pool full of pig shit for a penny that, yeah that's that's what it's like that's pretty accurate <laughs> it smells too <laughs> so i i sat here in the at the twenty by twenty studio, and we talked post WrestleMania, and I have been on record, so nobody needs to call me out on this, saying that I was impressed by Ronda Rousey's performance at WrestleMania. I felt it was really no, good. No, yeah, I was too. I'm I'm not denying that one bit. You have to understand this too. It was good enough storytelling for a pretty mediocre card, and it was a it was a highlight. It was. But at the same time, it was a big fish in a little pond as well, as far as the the overall card and how it played out. Um, so during this gap now, it's from April seventh until we're gonna skip ahead until what is it, June seventeenth for for Money in the Bank? Yeah, and, June seventeenth. And we'll skip ahead between. But, so from April 8th, the day after WrestleMania, to June 17th, or sorry, excuse me, June 16th, the day before Money in the Bank, Ronda Rousey has wrestled zero matches. Zero matches. She has been currently, prior to this announcement that happened earlier this week, she was in the midst of a storyline angle where she was going to be facing off against Mickie James, alongside her apparently good friend Natalia, who just got traded or drafted to Raw as we talked about it's a draft (laughs) (laughs) so she's now on Raw and you you had this this angle where she was going to be doing work with Natalia I thought that was great because you have a very experienced wrestler Natalia who is very good at her craft as well as a, a worthy opponent or worthy opponent a 
good opponent to help guide her in that ring and Mickey James. Again, two very experienced wrestlers here. And it's like, great. This is great for Ronda Rousey to craft her style. And I get the news just hours before WrestleMania, excuse me, before Raw, that Natalia, excuse me, I'm getting everything mixed up here. This is what the WWE does to me. (laughs) (laughs) That Ronda Rousey is not going to be doing a match with Mickey James is not going to be teaming up with Natalia or facing Natalia, but instead she's going to be facing Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship. It's one of those few times where myself as a wrestling fan and the sports entertainment crowd are just looking at each other and saying, What? <laughs> To say this is out of left field is an understatement. It's not. It's not even close. This is. This is completely stupid. To say it very plainly, stupid. Because you have Ronda Rousey, who has in what three months has not wrestled a match. Well, now we have wrestled a match or two months, no matches wrestled. She's now going up against a champion, Nia Jax, who. You and I have both said it's not quite there yet as far as in-ring work goes, but she's champion nonetheless. She's still green. She, she's still green. Very much green. So it's just a matter of green versus greener, and one of them's going to walk away with the title, and if, if Ronda Rousey walks out of Chicago as Raw Women's Champion, I'm, I'm not going to know what to do. You know what? Never mind that. Uh, let's hope she, let's hope she walks out of out of Chicago. And the reason I say that is because the chances of the chances of her getting hurt from Nia Jax are higher than they probably should be. See, and I like Ronda Rousey. I I, I loved her as a fighter. You know, people can make fun of her two losses all you want. I love to see you get in an octagon and do what these uh, men and women do. Um, I have no shame in losing to who she lost to. I don't even think Amanda Nunes has lost yet either. No, I don't think so. So, you know, suck on that, haters. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as professional wrestling goes, we've talked about it on this show. It's all about taking care of that other person in that ring. Nia Jax, this is the reason why I'm so opposed to Nia Jax, because she hasn't proven that she is capable of taking care of that other person inside that ring. She's not good in that sense, and she's very dangerous. Dangerous in the ways you don't want a wrestler to be dangerous. Ronda Rousey just doesn't know enough about the business. I don't care if she's done great in sparring and all that stuff. Just like in sparring for an MMA fight, it doesn't matter until you get into that octagon. CM Punk did well in sparring, and he got tapped out by somebody who nobody knows <laughs> to this day. He got tapped out like you know, as if he knew nothing about the business, but guess what? He didn't. So it's it's like it's one of those things that I don't understand why they continue to do this to their fans. Why do they continue to throw these curveballs that now you're even getting your your diehard supporters, your WWE universe, that WWE is the only thing that we watch supporters, and even they're just like, what are you doing? Now it's just, you're losing everybody here. Well, let, I have no idea. Let's go back shortly after WrestleMania of the of 2018 here. It was 34, WrestleMania 34. Yeah. You show, there was a report that came out about the writing staff for the WWE and how they wanted to shake things up and it was going to start with their superstar shakeup, which is a fucking draft. <laughs> and they they want to genuinely shock people again. I am all for that, ladies and gentlemen. That is not my issue here. My issue here is you have a contender in Ronda Rousey who has very little experience in the ring. Not enough to warrant um, this type of a match for her. Then you have Nia Jax. I don't care if she's your women's champion or not. She's still too green to to be doing some of the things she does. And now you've made her a champ. So she's got to go defend the belt. You're, if, if, this, if this comes out in, in such a manner where Ronda Rousey puts on a show and she ends up carrying the, the match and it's a good match, I will eat my hat. And the only reason I say that is because Nia Jax is that green. Yeah. She's bound to fuck something up in there. And then what What would happen? What is going to happen if Rousey gets hurt in this fucking debacle of a match? That's, that's 
that's the X factor that I think a lot of fans don't understand what I mean by Nia Jax. Yeah, I, you they're they're investing all this time and money into this big name in Ronda Rousey, and I get that. Don't oh my god, internet wrestling community, please listen to me. I get it. I fucking get it. But if she gets hurt, then what? Are you going to sit and piss and moan because she's on the sideline for months on end? Because she got hurt by someone who wasn't careful, who wasn't doing their job, who wasn't taking care of the other person in the ring? That's all I'm saying. That's that's the thing that you have to, as a wrestling fan, if you are newer to the business or if you are newer to wrestling, and I'm not talking about sports entertainment that's the thing that you have to pay attention to buy when i look at professional wrestlers i look at two things the very first thing is this little thing called the art of selling if you are great at selling there's a good chance that you're going to make it in this business one way shape or form or another it's usually going to happen not always but usually going to happen and that usually means you have a solid wrestler on your hands and then you have the safe worker we talked about this with this the, the sammy callahan situation is he unsafe I don't think he is. His gimmick is very unsafe. Of course he is. But I think Sammy Callahan knows exactly what he's doing. Because he's been doing it for so long. Yeah, one mistake happens and he rolls with it. That's fine. But it's not like this is a consistent thing with Sammy Callahan. Prior to the Eddie Edwards situation. I don't Uh, know. Kevin Kevin Sullivan would probably disagree with you. (laughs) Well, again, that's that's, that's still post... Eddie Edwards and, and the whole angle situation. And, and Kevin Sullivan can't really talk either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just uh, get, check out some of the stuff on the WWE Network just to be, just to see what Kevin Sullivan's all about sometimes. That is terrible gimmicks. <laughs> but, but those are the two things. Those, those are two very basic things that you have to have. And Ronda Rousey hasn't had an opportunity to showcase either one of those yet. And Nia Jax just doesn't have it. At least not right now. And I don't think she ever will, quite honestly. Because she's never going to have to. I look at Nia Jax the same way I look at a Braun Strowman. Somebody that is much bigger than their opposition. Therefore, you just get to be the same thing over and over again. Just throw people around. And lest we forget when Charlotte left Raw to go to SmackDown last year. She had a series of matches with Nia Jax. I don't think people remember. She almost broke... Oh, I, I remember. It, that's hard to forget. <laughs> she, she, yeah, her career very well could have ended in those matches against Nia Jax. And we're talking about somebody who WWE definitely has ran with for quite some time, ever since she came to the WWE, even back in the NXT days. And now you're talking about somebody who, let's face facts, WWE, whether I agree with it or not, whether you agree with it or not, WWE looks at even more than Charlotte Flair, if you can believe that. And that's Ronda Rousey, because she's a celebrity. Celebrities get special treatment. That's how it always works. Whether it's fair or not, that's how it goes. If Nia Jax hurts Ronda Rousey, not even Dwayne Johnson is going to be able to save her this time. Because let's face facts, Nia Jax is champion because of who her cousin is. Because if somebody that wasn't an Anawai, and I've said this so many times, walked out the way that she walked out because she wasn't getting her way, she'd be asking Impact Wrestling for a fucking job right now. I, I think you're right. As as much as people take quarrel with your statement, I, I really do think you're right. If it would be different if she didn't do do that, if she didn't walk out that one time and basically demand uh, the creative team to change the outcome of her her match at the time but that's gonna stick with her now forever or at least at the very least while she's in the wwe it's it's not gonna go anywhere people are gonna remember shit like that it's 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 not how you do business it's it really leaves a bad impression and that's very much a brock lesnar type situation you know brock lesnar in in uh 2004 where it's it's not believable that these guys are beating me. It's not believable. You don't have that say. You're a wrestler. Your job is to wrestle, not to book. You leave that to the bookers. You got a problem, there's there's a, there's ways to handle situations like that. Taking your bag, taking your ball, if you if you will, and going home uh, as a you know, the stone cold situation shows us <laughs> isn't the way to do it. It's not the way to do it. It's not professional. Her job should be to try to get better and not try to be this dominant wrestler that she's not capable of being until she 
learns fundamentals that I don't think she ever will because she doesn't have to. Yeah, so, it, it, it's a different climate. It's a different wrestling climate. They don't go through the same things that uh, previous generations have gone through. And this is kind of, uh, this makes it a little more upsetting for me because she comes from such a storied fa- family, a storied name with the wrestling business. Why wouldn't you want to do all those things? Why wouldn't you want to uphold the the legacy that is attached to the NOIs? You know, regardless of, of who we're talking about here in, within the family. It's kind of shitty that, that <laughs> things have gone down this way. But, I man, I don't want anyone to get hurt. And it, it sucks because it, you do have Rousey who... If they if they do put the title on her in time, yeah, she will be a, a formidable champ. You know, clearly she's she's you know she's coming from a legitimate sport into sports entertainment. She technically she has all the skills as long as she's willing to do the work. And at this point, it seems like she's willing to do the work that Nia Jax is not willing to do. I agree. I when it comes to Ronda Rousey, I know when she was an MMA fighter, she was a huge wrestling fan. Now, this is their opportunity to showcase what kind of wrestling fan she is. You're going to win the title at some point. I, I think it's inevitable that she's going to be Raw Women's Champion at some point. Or SmackDown, a women's champion at some point. What what I fear is that the celebrity takes over and she rolls over like everybody. Brock Lesnar style. And I, I hope not. I hope I, I'm wrong. I hope, yeah, I hope you're wrong. I, I hope that Ronda Rousey is everything that I, I've stood buy that name for and say she's a legit wrestling fan she's gonna do the work you know what would rowdy piper do i i would i would always that'd be my piece of advice anytime her head gets too big because piper did the job always did the job first ego came second believe it or not he was a loud very loud person <laughs> but the job came first and i i would hope that she would have that mentality as well but that's really not the concern for june 17th the concern is, are they going to be ready to, to, to go at it? Are they going to be able to do an actual two things? First and foremost, a safe match. And second, is it going to be entertaining? <laughs> I say I hope so for the first one, and I highly doubt it for the second one. I, I'm trying to think of reasons here as to why this is even happening, other than let's shake some shit up. Because um, in the past, let's face it, that, that approach to professional wrestling only goes so far. And sooner or later, you paint yourself in a corner that you can't get out of. But all shock value aside, if this is if this is the company putting the title on Rousey to legitimize that title even further, in uh, you know, to, to coincide with their women's revolution... I understand that point. I could see that happening. But Ronda Rousey doesn't have the in-ring experience that she needs to unless they're just going to let her go in there and kind of pseudo-UFC it up in the ring. Yeah. You know? And and then what? And then are we stuck with she's just going to motor through everybody <laughs> with, with, the yeah. same, with the same half-assed tactics? See, this is why, again, another deep sigh. But... This, <laughs> This is why, when I first started the Ronda Rousey talk here on the show, on this episode, that I mentioned what she was doing prior to this random challenge. She was doing an angle where she was teaming with Natalia, and she had a rivalry with Mickie James. You look at those two, and you look at the raw roster, those two have more, uh, more experience, more years in the business combined than that entire raw roster altogether. And that's, that's makes a, sense to me. Yeah, that's exactly who she needs to be uh, pitted against to get that in-ring experience. When I first started, uh, we worked for the same company for a while. When I first started there, there were two guys that they kind of told me, you need to hang around with. You want to learn this business. And that was my partner here and Mr. Wrestling 6. I learned so much so fast from being around the experience because you learn the business you learn the tricks of the trade and you just you overall you learn the basics something that i wasn't going to learn from other individuals that was that job this is a different job this is a wrestling business in a wrestling ring in front of thousands and millions of people the same the same thing applies you have somebody who's brand new to the wrestling 
industry. Who do you put her in there with? Well, you have the two most experienced women there, and it was like, here, learn from them. Perfect. Why'd you stop? Why'd you stop and put her up against somebody who has the least amount of experience other than Ronda Rousey? Because of a draft. <laughs> because of a draft. <laughs> this is why this is why I deep sigh, ladies and gentlemen. Tell you what, we've got about a month until Money in the Bank right here in Chicago. Everybody listening to the show, if you're not already in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk, get in there, talk to us. I want to hear everything you have to say about Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. I'm dying to hear what you guys have to say. I know I, I know there's someone out there in the internet wrestling community Who's got something to say about this? There's got to be. So please, get in there. Talk to us on Facebook. Hate tweet us at 20x20crew on Twitter. I don't really, or we don't really uh, talk too much on Instagram, but hey, we're on there too. Instagram.com slash 20x20crew. Yes, please, get a hold of us. Interact with us. I, I really would love to hear what you guys have to say about this this matchup, this title shot, because it, it just does not sit right w- with me. It, not at all, not one bit. It's like uh, <laughs> it, it's like uh, someone working a dark match one day, and the next, oh, guess what? You're 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 going for the heavyweight title tomorrow. <laughs> like what? Wait, no, that's not how it works. That's not how it should work. No. So I I, I, I again, I don't know. I, obviously, I have multiple problems with this this situation. I don't know if this is just the the writing staff trying to shake it up or or something else but it's fucking terrible it's a terrible idea they should not do this match yet well not only that but what does that say about your actual program because this wasn't this was advertised before raw so you just had this random press conference for something else and it's like oh hey we're gonna do this now too and it's like well everything you had planned ahead of before this was just like well, that sucked. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do this. You know, it's either go to when we feel we don't have something good here, so we're just gonna throw Ronda Rousey in there. There's a there's an old there's an old saying: out with the old, in with the new. But when it comes to pro wrestling, it's out with the old, in with the old. And the reason <laughs> I say that is because the reason I say that is because you're 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 probably take you probably have a wrestling uh, a writing staff who is regurgitating old shit. And it, it's even worse when they regurgitate the old shit and it doesn't work when it used to work. So I could see them... The, I, I bring this point up because the only other thing I could possibly see them doing at this point is signing this fucking match and then basically making it a fucking shit show because they know there's no real stock in that match. So come... Come money in the bank, the match happens, but Alexa Bliss gets involved. Yeah. And there, there is no real, you know, Nia Jax retains because of a DQ or something to that nature. I really don't see this match, one, not going very long, and two, it's there's probably not going to be a clean win. Over under 10 minutes. Under 10 minutes. Definitely under 10 minutes. I'm saying like six. Okay, because I was going to say over under five. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying about six minutes. Six is pretty fair. Yeah, I, I think it's, yeah, now that you said that, I was trying not to <laughs> make it take a guess here and, and say that it's going to end with some kind of bullshit, but bullshit. look at the company that, that we're talking about here. <laughs> you know, the sad thing is, shame on me. I actually looked up tickets for this stupid show, and I'm glad I'm not going. It, it's it's exciting. It's it's always exciting to have events in in our you know in your neck of the woods and our neck of the woods. If you're a fan, yeah. Do, don't again, don't get us wrong, people. We're we are fans, but for what they're charging for tickets, I'd rather I'd rather sit uh, sit at home or sit in the company of my. My cohort here and uh, enjoy the show that way. Uh, it, it first of all, it's not the same crowd uh, as uh, other wrestling shows that we go to. Um, I could see us getting into a lot of verbal arguments with people. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm very 
particular when it comes to things that I like. I, I've been called a snob, by, even by my own friends, when it comes to things I like. I like what I like, and I'll never hate you for liking you know certain things. If you're a Nia Jax fan, that's fine. That's totally fine. I say that to Braun Strowman fans. I don't understand why you are. I'll never understand it. But more power to you. But yeah, if go you, go uh, get those hands. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to get hands, you can, you can get his hands all over you. I don't give a fuck. Like, you do what do what you want to do. But you know, don't hate on me for for telling you he sucks because he's 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 got awful. Um, but anyways, that crowd is. I've been to WWE crowds. They're not. They're not as fun as going to like a Ring of Honor show because, quite frankly, they like everything WWE does, and if you boo people they like, they uh they get upset about it. So I, I've I've had my fair share of arguments at WWE shows. Yes, it's happened, and, <laughs> and that's fine. I mean, you like shit, that's fine, but you know, it's I pay my money. I can say whatever the hell I want to say too. So. <laughs> But yeah, WWE shows are, are not for me. I would definitely go to an NXT show, but uh, I'm not either way. Uh, I saved everything for, for All In because I'm indeed All In. That's a real wrestling show, ladies and gentlemen. As far as this Ronda Rousey, Nia Jax thing, I don't know. Maybe it's because we got UFC the same same weekend. Maybe because Dana White's going to be in attendance that, you know, Papa, Papa Dana is going to invest some money in WWE if... if one of his former fighters. Well, actually, you have two former fighters as, as champion. I don't know. The, the the fact that, you know, we're talking about a, a company that puts business before any kind of sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It's it's totally a possibility. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's, hey, we can have a working partnership where you can have active wrestlers or excuse me, active active MMA fighters come in and do WWE shows too. You know, I I don't know anymore, but it's it's a weird business that uh, we're talking about here. So it's very much a possibility. I don't know if that's the case, but just the fact that this happened out of nowhere. I mean, somebody snapped their fingers and this match happened. Something something more than they're saying is is going down. I think because. Even even Vince isn't that stupid to think that this is a good match. This is a good idea. He's doing it anyways because he's Vince. But even he's got to be like, yeah, that's pretty. That, that's bullshit. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, and, and on that note, we're we're gonna end this episode. And uh, why do you do this to me? Why why do, you, why do we end it on WWE? I know, right? It's like it's like going to bed angry. Yeah. You should never go to bed angry. But we are this week. And uh, <laughs> hey. Again, if, please get in contact with us. Let us know how you feel. Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. Facebook.com slash 20x20 is our, our actual Facebook page. Yes. Uh, again, catch us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash 20x20crew. We're on Twitter, at 20x20crew. Tweet us. Let us know what you think of the show and uh, what you think about Ronda Rousey and or Nia Jax. <laughs> or New Japan. Or New Japan. Yes, yeah, something worthwhile. Yes. <laughs> Let us give us your opinion on the Tetsuya Naito situation. What do you think? Yes, I would love to hear hear that over Nia Jax around the Rousey. And again, our our home base, our our HQ, if you will, is is the twenty uh, x twenty crew dot com website. Everything, past episodes, you can buy tickets from us. Yes, we sell wrestling tickets. <laughs> we got the hookup on everything, ladies and gentlemen. Um, merch, yeah, you name it. We're 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 trying to make it available to you guys as uh, wrestling fans. So again, it's all there. We're we're out there. We're out there on social media, on YouTube. Yes, YouTube. Uh, please take the time. We've we've got uh, plans for our YouTube channel in the upcoming months. You I got sh- a challenge for anybody out there. Right now, we are we're trying to push. We're trying to push 50. If we do 50 subscriptions, I think we, we, we're, we're, uh, we'll be ready to do a, a little giveaway for you guys. Get us, get the word out there, 50 subscriptions. Please subscribe. We get 50. 20 by 20 crew are going to do a little something special for you guys. Sweet. There, you heard it first. There's news to me too, ladies and gentlemen. We go live. We, we don't... <laughs> we don't have anything written down when we do these shows. 50 subscriptions. We're going to get a giveaway for you guys. That's That's exciting. That's that's awesome news. So again, we're on YouTube. 
just look up 20, 20 by 20 and you'll find us on YouTube. Or you can visit, visit uh, our website, 20x20crew.com, and uh, just click the YouTube link. But yeah, this we're going to end the show again on a, on a sour note, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> That's okay. That's th- okay. Th- because that's you, okay. Know, you know why? Because no matter what, no matter how I feel about WWE, as always, support professional wrestling. Hashtag support the heels. Hashtag support the baby faces. Everybody. Hashtag support experienced wrestlers. They still matter. <laughs> and on that note, it's, it's been another, it's been a blast. Uh, we're going to catch you next week. And until then, we'll, we'll see, see you in, in the, the ring. ring.